You're listening to audio provided by Valleydale Church. To find more resources or to donate to this ministry, please check out valleydale.org. Are you coming to the all staff meeting? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. I'll be there. It won't take me as it won't be uh, it won't be as long getting to Dothan as it was to Blackshear. Man, I showed up at that place 45 minutes before I had to be at the church before the service started. Oh wow, that was a razor's I edge. I flew into that motel room, jumped in the shower, changed clothes, ran out the door. Have you already written your sermon? Oh Lord. <laughs> Good night. Hey, you say that. Are we on the air? Do you want to be? No, no. (laughs) Because I hit it. I hit it. it. There is a guy that you all know uh, that I am convinced. He spoke for me almost every year at pastor's conference. I am convinced he would sit down and he would write his sermon while he was sitting there in his head. How dare you talk about Barry Chesney like that? No, no, no. <laughs> no. No, I know that's not true. When Barry preaches. No, this guy has a mind. Let me just say it's Al Moeller, Dr. Moeller. Oh, that he has an incredible mind. He has mind. a mind that's able to do that. You know, just incredible. sit down and he's looking at text. And I knew, I'm sitting there buying him and I know he is formulating his message while he's sitting here. That's, yeah, he's incredible. I, listen, I, I used to listen to his briefing podcast yeah, a lot. Yeah, those are, those are excellent. Those are mind, invaluable. Mind-blowing. They yes. really are. Really, really helpful cultural commentary. Yeah, so the, we'll, we'll recommend that to you, the, the briefing podcast with Mueller. Yeah. I, can't, I can't listen to it every day, though. It makes me too sad. I, you know listen, what I mean? Listen, you are not alone. I'm the same way. You know, there are certain things that happen that I want to hear. I want to get his perspective. But it's the same way with news. I've just stopped listening yeah, to the news. It's too much. I don't play it in the radio, in the car. I don't watch it. At, you know, I go to bed, and Debbie sits up, and she watches it, at, you know. Apparently, but, there was something really big that happened in the news this past week, something with debt or something. I don't really know what happened, but I showed up yesterday, and Josh said, under no circumstances are you allowed to play Jesus Paid It All this Sunday. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I want to tell you uh, so much of well, I'm just I'm no, I don't just don't go into it. Don't yeah, go into it. I won't. It's Good. just thank you. Don't join Thank that part of the conversation. But he was just like, "There's a cup," and you know what? You know what? Actually, ten thousand reasons don't sing that one either. <laughs> <laughs> he was cracking. Me a up. lot of that stuff last week was just blasphemous, in my opinion. It, it was, was beyond really, sacrilege. It was there was it was really rough out there. Leave it leave it to Twitter, everybody. Yes, leave it to Twitter. Yeah. Um, but you, you and Michael Catt are still doing a great job. You're redeeming Twitter yeah. for us all. Well, we're it. trying. We have a good time with that. <laughs> that is pretty <laughs> funny. Yeah, time. if you guys haven't already, you need to check out the conversations between Pastor and then Pastor Michael Catt as well because they uh, outdo each other, one another, in showing um, honor yeah. over the, over the <laughs> <laughs> size of the li- your libraries. That is so we just have a lot of fun with it. Oh, Other boy. people on there losing their mind. I thought, well, let's just do something fun. No, nah, there's nothing worth losing your mind over. Although I thought about you yesterday, so I go home, and um, you know, I, well, we had the widows' banquet, which yeah. that was actually we should that talk really about was that. Nice. That was yeah. really beautiful. It was. Um, we we resurrected fun. the Valleydale Men's Quartet. It became a quintet, and mm-hmm. we sang together there at the at the banquet. And well, you you uh, you made me laugh because you talk about how you never do anything without being prepared ahead yeah. of time. And then you were like, I'm not going to say anything today. Kirk, would you just handle it? And you were like, <laughs> yeah. just speak extemporaneous. 
<laughs> speak extemporaneously. Yeah, well, I've preached twice yesterday. I thought, these people don't want to hear me again. And I thought, well, what am I going to say now? My mind is, you know, Turned once you get your brain on one thing, it's hard to shift it. Uh, no, or it I is for it. me to shift it to a different. No, I'm with you. It takes a lot of energy. But I, So I came home after that, and then and I'm, I turned on the TV because I'm like, man, you know, when's football season start? I didn't even know when football season starts. And it, I found out it's next week. And uh, but there was but there were old reruns on TV, and they had a Full House. Remember that show? Full mm-hmm, House was on, mm-hmm. and I was like crying, laughing. I was loving it. Uh, maybe Full House is my Andy Griffith or something <laughs> like this. And but then my daughter, she's almost six years old. She comes down from nap time and then she sits on my lap and she starts watching with me and she starts asking all of these questions yeah. that I was not prepared yeah, for. Yeah, You're going to have to turn this. <laughs> I'm going to have to turn it? Yeah, you're going to have to turn it, you know. Well, before, no, before she starts, well, what is that? What, you know, what's well, going on there? Them, what's so happening here? So here's the first question. Dad, why do they keep playing laughs over the show? Oh, is that right? Yeah. She's like, they, I, there's people laughing in the back. Well, sweetie, that's that's to show you, you know, when you react. And then, like, the little girl on the show does something really cute, and I go, oh, and then two seconds later, the aw track comes in. I'm like, see, this is how we do this. And then she's like, "What? Why? wait, why is that girl holding a phone with a cord? I don't understand. <laughs> she's like, why does everything look so weird? Why is their hair like that? And I'm like, sweetie, because this is now ancient history. Yeah. This is the early yeah. 90s. This was the 1900s. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Long, I, I remember putting uh, Brock on one knee and Ace on the other knee, and I'd watch The Rifleman. Ooh, yeah, and, I've heard you know, about this one. You know, That's one of the greats. They'll, they'll come, you know, I, I, Issa would always look at me, is that the bad guy? Is that the bad guy? Is he the bad guy? I said, well, look, has he got a black hat on? He's the bad guy. Has he got a white hat on? That's right. You know. Well, when my mother-in-law comes over, she uh, she always has like the CSI and the Blue Bloods and all these shows. And one day, one day, my son was like, "Dad, why does everybody on TV have guns?" <laughs> well, we just CS- thought that that was a standard issue. If you're on TV, you have a gun. Is CSI that one? Um... Well, CSI is at least four shows, so I don't know. They have their CSI, then CSI Miami. Pike, you know criminal minds. I think I'm thinking of criminal minds. Yeah, criminal. Yeah, they're all related. Well, what about oh, criminal minds? What's that one? That one is that the original true crime? True crime? Jared, is, Jared, is that Jared's Patankin is in that? Is the, the first one. The tank. That Patankin, Mandy Patankin. He's in that criminal mind. I think that's the one I was thinking. Is of. it fiction or is it real? Is it could be real, based yeah, on. Yeah, they're always events. they they're profilers. They're going stories. after these. Uh, they always got something gory on them. I don't like all this stuff with the you know trying to dig deeper into depravity. I'm not here for it. Give me Full House, where they cue the the beautiful music at the end as we all learn a valuable life lesson together. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. No. Yeah. Sure. I don't. I don't know that I ever saw Full House. I don't know that I ever. Wa- I don't That's watch fine. a whole lot. That's fine. It was. Be, it was. It was after your time. I think. Yeah. 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 That was extreme corn. The the that was some very Full House. Very, was? It was a very very corny show. Full House was. I don't um, know that I I ever saw that. That was one of the more conservative representations of San Francisco. Yeah. Come to think of it. 
What else can we talk about? Hey, we had a business meeting last night. We had were a you great there? Bi- yeah. You were there yeah, physically. There. Were you there in, in spirit yeah, as well? Yeah. No, I was there. I was alive and thinking, and I just thought it was a great business meeting. It really was You know, great. if you've never been to an encouraging business meeting, it, you, you need you to come to, to a yeah, Valleydale business really. meeting. A lot of great encouraging things. Sure was. Pastor Jeff gave this one report about what's going on in Old Town. This right. is maybe my favorite part. And he said, you know, and we've spent, you know, of the congregation's, you know, resources, we've spent, it was, I don't know. 800 and some odd yeah, thousand. Yeah, like $800,000. And and, Ken, and so then Pastor Jeff says, are there any questions? And Ken Pruitt, 93 years old, raises his hand and says, just one amendment. Uh Fortunately, none of this cost us a single penny because it was all God's money. That's right. And everybody was, was like, so okay, neat. Ken. He, he is win. a great guy. I love him so much. Yeah, I do too. Didn't and Mr. Brown, Charlie Brown, you know, he was at the lunch yes, yesterday. Yes, I saw. I didn't say hi, but I saw him. <clears throat> Mr. Ken is 92. He just turned 92. Oh, my bad. And Mr. Brown is 92. And he came in the door and he said, you know, I'm older than he is. <laughs> <laughs> And I just marvel at these men that are in their 90s, and they're faithful to church. Oh, yeah. I love it. And they're here. May it, may it be for all of us. Yeah. I really. feel like Ken gets more vibrant every time I see him. He's always serving. and He's a, he's a miracle. Wednesday night. You remember we saw him? I took you up to the I hospital. I have told soon. that story so many times, Pastor. Yeah. And he was just out of it. I prayed. You sang. Yeah. The nurse came in and threw us out. These guys singing in here, get them out of here. But no, I, the reason that I remember that is because she, she, you know, the doctors aren't supposed to say sure. you know, any prior uh, prognosis, yeah. but she said everything short of this man is going to pass away. Yeah, soon. she did, didn't she? She really did. I mean, it was everything to give you the indication he is not going to make it. And the amazing thing is, is I ask him from time to time, Mr. Ken, you don't have any repercussions from your wreck? Perfectly fine. Wow. None. Wow. You would think that he would say, man, you know, I can't move my arm but this far, can't do this, can't do that. It's walking. So nothing. He's here. Drives himself to church. Yeah, he, he is does. He is a great example. He, he gave, is the example. I got to make a thing for him uh, like a month ago. He brought me this sermon on a cassette. Yes, on the 23rd Psalm. Yeah, have you listened to it? I have not. It's really sweet. I'll send it to you because we digitized it. It took me a minute to figure out how to do it, but it was just really, that was a really cool experience. So he had that on. We put it on. I've CD. got it on the C, but I don't have a CD player anymore. Well, I'll send you the MP3. I put it online too. Okay. I guess now I need to make it. I, remind me, we need to put that in the comments because now people are going to want to listen to it. But it was from a guy down the road, and it's an excellent, excellent sermon. Yeah. He's clearly like very manuscripted and. I forget who the brother was that preached it. He's probably with the Lord now. It was from the, as from the 1970s. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's Ken. That's Ken. If you're watching, thank you, brother. You're you're a blessing to us all. You are. So that was the business meeting. I, I th- feel like there was one other thing I was going to say from the business meeting, but it's it, well, it was just a really good celebration. And the next business meeting, is um, is in November. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Joanna, do you know that date offhand? Because we should get people to mark. Because that, that's the meeting where we actually vote on things. It's in, no, it's in November. It might be the 12th. Because it's on a Sunday night, right? Mm-hmm. Second Sunday in November. Probably the 12th. We'll do the budget. That's when the budget is. Yeah, we'll vote on the budget. So, yeah, if you really want to get in an argument, don't come to the business meeting. But if you want to vote on something, you can come to that business meeting. <laughs> We've well, never had a bad business meeting. Uh, we had we had a couple borderline before you got here. 
Really? Yeah, I have to tell you a couple. I have to tell you a couple of funny stories. It was mainly about my hair, right? Oh. When I got when I got here, um, <laughs> guys, I'll I'll tell you a couple of stories. We want to write a book on Kirkwood's hair and comments in the church. Um, that that would be really interesting, actually. Please don't actually do that. Nobody waste your time with that. Um, and I don't even remember what my hair looks like half the time. Actually, you know what's funny is. Um, if you guys look at all the YouTube thumbnails of this show that we do mm-hmm. every week, you can see us, um, and sometimes we forget what we wore, and I'll wear, like, the same thing every Monday, and you won't even be able to tell, which I thought this was going to be funnier than it was. So, But you've got your driving clothes yeah, on. Yeah, I've got this same thing I you're had on last week. I think last week I had a white shirt on. But this you're ready. Right. So you're ready to drive. Did yeah, you already I'm say driving. this, that you're going to Dothan? I can't remember yeah. if we said that on air or not, yeah, but I'm, you're going to I'm preach. headed. After the all-staff meeting, I'm headed out to Dothan, Alabama, Ridgecrest Baptist Church. We got a really, um, really uh, eventful all-staff meeting coming up today because we've got so many new staff members. Even Jared's here. Jared, you should come over here and just wave here for a second. Jared's. Jared's. How many? I think it's five. Jared. No, it's more than that. Victor, Luke, uh, Carson with a K, and Lacey. Lacey. So six, right off hand. And Kathy. Uh, Napier. Kathy. Oh, Kathy Napier, of course. Yeah, sorry. That was really funny. I brought him on and then completely ignored him. I think that's seven him. of them. Uh, <laughs> hey, welcome. Welcome to Valleydale. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> <Thank you>, <laughs> <laughs> Setting realistic expectations. That's right. Oh, boy. Oh. We'll hear more from Jared in time to come. Actually, you know, that reminds me of that one. You remember that one day where you were like, Kirkwood, I'm so sorry I can't make it to the sermon recap. And I said, that's okay. I'll just use Brody. And Brody just sat here like this <laughs> for like 10 minutes. And he didn't. And I just like talked. And Brody said nothing? Did he say nothing? He was scared to death, Pastor. I figured he's, he's so The guy behind the camera is he, terrified he to get in front ready. of the camera. He wasn't ready for it. That's funny. That's funny. Old Brody, we miss him. You finished up your Philemon series yesterday. I did. Um, and you I finished were preaching, it up. preaching on Paul. See what letters I write with my own hand. Yes, I am writing this with my own hand. I will repay. Continuing to talk about forgiveness. You yeah. said a couple things. You said several things that were really, really um, interesting to me. One, one is this concept because forgiveness is so tied to memory and how mm-hmm. we like struggle so much with forgiving people of things that just ring in our head. And you said, is this true that that our our brains can make six hundred memories a second? Yeah, that's right. That is, how is that? I don't know. Possible? I don't know how they test that kind of stuff. I but guess it's like synapses or something. Yeah, I don't know. It, you know, you've got this electrical charge, and it between the synapses, and there's a chemical release, and that that just kind of embeds that into your mind. And and we saw and you illustrated that in that Corey Ten Boom illustration where yeah. she couldn't she couldn't let things go mm-hmm. and the and that pastor, that Lutheran pastor or priest or whatever said, well that's kind of because you're retracing it over and over. You're like renewing the yeah, memory. Yeah. You cannot you know, we can't forget. God gave us a memory. God right. is the one who he did that on gave purpose. us a memory and he did it for purpose, and I made the comment yesterday, while you're not able to forget your sins, you're able to benefit from the memory of it. I sure. can, From the memory, I can be thankful. 
God's forgiven me of that, which is, which is what Paul is saying in Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There's therefore now no condemnation in Christ. Thank you, Lord. I think about right. my past sin. Right. I've been forgiven of it. I can think of Romans 8. 1. So I, I, I think about it, and I can be thankful. I think about it, and it, it will extinguish pride in my life. That's a big one. As yeah. Paul was talking about in 1 Timothy chapter 1. Uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, you know, he says, I'm the chief of all sinners. Right, it, right. it humbles me when I stop and think about, I'm not better than my brother. I'm humbled when I think about my sin. And then God uses it as an example. Uh, Paul said that, you know, um, God uses me as an example to those that are lost, uh, that look, he can save me. And Paul, Paul talks about his own sin. He says there was the sin of blasphemy. There was the sin of uh, basically murder. killing people, right. murdering them, yeah. being responsible for their murder. <clears throat> and then one other, uh, it's in, well, it's right there in 1 Timothy. Here I am sitting, sitting right here all on right, well, top of it. You've got it all memorized. And he... Uh, I think that that's really interesting. This is an interesting study to me on how God uses our memory. Sorry yeah, to go back Yeah, to he that. says blasphemy, persecutor, and violent aggressor. Mm. Now, those are just three of his sins. Yeah, and obviously... So, see, he more. didn't forget his sin because we've got this thing in our mind. We heard some preacher say at some point, well-meaning, and we understand what he means by that, and I think, and, and it's basically, well, you haven't forgiven if you haven't forgotten. Right. Well, I can't forget, you know. I, it's not impossible, but I can replace those bad memories. Well, it's a, it's a, there's a certain... There's a certain sense of the meaning of forget. Like mm-hmm. we even see that. Like I read Psalm 103 in in the in the service yesterday, and talks about how God doesn't remember our sin anymore, takes it as far as way as the east is from the west. Well, I mean, if he forgets it, like how is he moving it around? I I don't know. And and God Himself says in other places, like He's not a man that He should forget. Like He never forgets any of His promises. So He's not literally forgetting what we've done. It's just that the effects. The eternal effects of the sin are completely wiped away. What do you got? For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. 2 Corinthians 5. So what you've just said is exactly right. You're a good theologian. Thank you, sir. Let me straighten my shirt. Yeah, there you go. Let that head get big. Um, But that's exactly right. God chooses not to remember. Right. And he chooses not to hold us accountable for all of that that's been placed under the blood. Well, and he's the first person with a memory. Yep. And he that's one of the communicable kind of, well, that's one of the ways we're image bearers. We yep. have a memory yep. as well. And I love how you put that, how, how that helps us to be humble. Another thing that you said with regards to humility, your first point, and this was really affecting to me, for, you said forgiveness affirms that we owe a debt to one another. Mm-hmm. And you reference what Paul is saying, you know, like, you should forgive Onesimus. Oh, by the way, you, owe, you Philemon, owe me a debt, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And you took a long time to go back through, in your life, all the people that you're indebted to. Mm-hmm. And um, that, man, I, if, if you guys listening to the message did not do that in your own lives, I would challenge you. I would challenge you there, because that's a, that is a helpful exercise to recognize that, like, you're not you, just... Um, completely by well, yourself. None of us live in a vacuum. We're the sum of the parts of, of yeah. people that have invested in us. Sure. 
And we I've had a lot of people invest in my life I could never repay. Right. You know, and I start to thinking about it and I start adding to that list right. who they are. And one of the people, one of the groups of people that I mentioned happened to be. Your parents. The staff. Oh, okay. I thought I supposed, wasn't I, supposed to be I, having I a be, big head. A benefit. I benefit. I'm just puffing you up. Uh, I'm, <laughs> you know, I, I have been the beneficiary of great staff around me, and I stated I've had no staff better than the staff that's here. Well, I think it's beautiful the way that the Lord uses facts like that to humble us, but then also allows us to help other people in ways that they can't repay. That's you know, right. I think I, you, you mentioned how in some ways you're indebted to your children, but in, uh, in the reverse is also true. Like yeah, they, they they're can't, indebted to me. They can't. Re- in a big ho- way. Hopefully not literally, but yeah. Well, literally. <laughs> what do you mean not li- You just wait. They're easy when they're six, let me tell you. And four. You just wait. <laughs> Okay, the second oh, point, the second point, you talked about how forgiveness has a wider impact than we realize. Um, this is, this yeah. is big, this is, because we, we, we always think about how it's like, oh, it's just about me, or it's just about the person that's wronged me. But what about everybody around us who knows that something's going wrong? Yes, and, and everybody knows when two people in a church are upset with each other. Everybody knows that. And they're all, and so everybody is going to be affected when they see a resolution happen. Yes, they're going to be ministered to. I think that's why Paul lists these names here. He does that at the end of most of his epistles. You know, right. he'll list names. But I think here it's almost saying to Philemon, "Listen, the whole church knows this, but it's wider than just the whole church. Mm-hmm. You've got all of these church like Epaphras." Uh, Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, Luke, uh, that. Now, I want to. I have to give credit where credit is due. Dr. Blackburn sent me a note this morning. Oh, cool. And uh, the note was, um, he, it was such an insight. I wished, and I wrote him back and I said, I wish that I had had that insight. Let me find that note. Listen, he said, I have continued to think back to Demas, which is mentioned here. Right. Demas is also men- mentioned in 2 Timothy he fell, chapter 4 away. because he, he leaves Paul. Right. He abandons Paul, and Paul says Demas is gone because he loved this present world. You know, So Dr. Blackburn said, I've continued to think back to Demas yesterday. Then it hit me a warning in contrast to Onesimus' transformation. He who was useful became useless. Uh, the opposite was said of Onesimus, whose name means useful. Uh, that he is named useful, but he was useless when he was lost, but now has become useful, yes. Paul says to Philemon. Yeah. Well, he's saying, Dr. Blackburn is saying, Demas was useful here, but becomes unuseful. And that is Whereas a scary thing. Onesimus becomes, I think, personally, I think, he becomes the Bishop of Ephesus. That was an incredible story. I had not heard that before. I wanted to ask you about that. But you 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 argued from uh, you argued from those those early letters, of which there are many, from Saint Ignatius, or I guess I should just say Ignatius, we're a Baptist. Do we believe in saints? 
Well, the New Testament calls yeah, all Christians saints. I was, saints, just, I was so. just trying to, I was trying to do a gotcha. So I'll on do there. a Saint Kirkwood. Saint, so Where Saint Saint Saint, Kirkwood Saint Pastor Mac and Saint Kirkwood here talking about Saint Ignatius. And so there's a lot of those letters that are still still available. They're still extant, to use a, yeah. the academic word. And 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 he wrote a letter to the Bishop of Ephesus, uh-huh. who coincidentally was Onesimus. Question mark was named. Onesimus. Onesimus, yeah, and he uses that play on the on the name of Onesimus the way Paul does mm-hmm. twice in here. So that's why I think it, number one, it tells me that Ignatius knows about mm-hmm. the letter of Philemon, and the second thing is I think it designates who that Onesimus was. That is just fascinating. Isn't that it I, fascinating? That, that was written. That was that 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 occurred about forty years after this was written. A thieving runaway slave. A thieving runaway who becomes preacher. Yeah. He was almost as bad as you were before you almost. became a preacher. He, he was close. But you talked about no like. Cigar. <laughs> <laughs> you talked some about that, like how, like, what it's like to go back and preach to your hometown. It was. It was. And I did. I had this guy showed up. And this guy was a, he was a. He was a Lulu, let me just say. He was out he, there. He, yeah. I, I remember one occasion in high school, this guy made moonshine. Mm. Now, in high school. How did it taste? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't taste it. And, but he did. They found him in a ditch. I thought the guy, he, we all thought he was going to die. He was in the hospital oh, for a week. literally found him in a ditch? Yes. Oh, my gosh. He, had, he drank some of that stuff that he had made, and, man, he was out in oh, a ditch, no. and they took him to the hospital, and he was in the hospital for a week. But then he, he made it. And this guy shows up in my first church, which is a small country church. It's in South Carolina? In South Carolina. I mean out in the woods, this small little country church. And he's sitting on the background. He showed up just to see. And I had several guys do that. Just to see, you have got to be kidding me, Mac Brunson is in a pulpit. I love that. But anyway. You know, it's amazing. But that's what Paul was saying back here. He's saying I've become an example, you know. Yeah, I love, I. you know, it's always different to, to preach those conclusions to the letters. I'm so glad you don't skip over it. I'm I so love glad. them. And so many commentaries won't e- they won't don't even them. write on them. But this one in particular, it. I, I love how Paul says, hey, if you're not going to, if, if it's hard for you, Philemon, to forgive Onesimus on his account or on your account, would you do it for the church at Colossae? Would you forgive on account of all these mm-hmm. other people that are watching? Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, that was a bold move by Paul to have this appeal read in front of the whole church like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems a little bit like entrapment, a Holy Spirit-motivated entrapment of Philemon. Well, he, you know, church. he says, I have confidence you're going mm-hmm. to do it. Right, he wouldn't have done it if he yeah. didn't have that confidence. He said, I've got confidence you're going to do this, but... It's, it's pretty neat. It's, pretty, it, 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 it's a great word to us about harboring unforgiveness um, and the impact that it has on the community. Not just the church, but the wider community. That's everybody. People yeah. are watching. Uh, well, speaking of watching, you guys need to be – well, we got the, we've got our midweek stuff that's being – midweek stuff, sorry, that's – that's, that's not right. Our, our series on depression and anxiety from Kathy Napier, that's being regularly posted there at our yep. YouTube page. Uh, we put it on Twitter where you can find the accompanying book for that. You buy it off of Amazon. And then uh, this coming week, we know it's Labor Day, a lot of people traveling. We exhort you to make sure if you are on the road to watch Pastor's Message because you're going back to the vision this week. Yeah, when you stop the car, 
when you're on the road, watch the road. Stop. Yeah, pull off into then, the ditch. You know, and pull and out your you phone. Watch. Yeah, and then wa- and then watch it. And, <laughs> um, yeah, but pastor's going back to the vision this week and the following week. Wow. We're gonna start Exodus. A journey. A yeah. journey. A into journey. The Exodus. Yeah. I'm really I'm excited, I'm excited about it. I've got too. so much I, I want to talk the about old, with that. I love the Old Testament. Yeah, we're going to we're going to you th- you guys think that these recaps are long now. Wait till we get deep into the yeah, Exodus. Right, the Hebrew expert over here. I know. I've been that I've been preparing my whole life for this moment. So there we go. All right, love you guys. We'll see you later. All staff meeting coming up. Thank you, Jared. His first day on staff. Hey, man. Are we done? We're done. <laughs>